My name is Coach Joey Solowitz. I'm a certified health and wellness coach, and this is my unsolicited advice. Welcome to Unsolicited Advice with Coach Joey. I'm Coach Joey. How many of you have used the term productivity hacking in the past week, month, day, year? It has to have come out of your mouth at least once if you're a working professional in the year 2023. Productivity hacking. Sometimes I sit up at night and I wonder, is all of our productivity hacking also contributing to the death of our ability to be spontaneous and leisurely? Hear me out on this. When did leisure become a forbidden fruit? At what point did productivity hacking take over our lives? How did our neurochemistry get so irrevocably damaged that the sheer thought of just doing something for the pure fun of doing that thing became an intangible goal? In 2012, I left a long-term career in restaurant management. During that season of my professional life, I thought I was busy. My employer purported quality of life in that their managers only had to work 50-hour work weeks. I was in my 20s and going to work five days a week for 10 hours each day, and it felt like a lot. But what I didn't appreciate back then was the peer delineation between work time and off work time. When I wasn't at work, I was simply free. After all, you can't really manage a restaurant dinner rush from your couch. The shift-based schedule, late nights, working holidays and weekends made sense in my early 20s as a solo guy, but then I got married and I had a baby. Quickly, those hours no longer made sense as I grew into my role as a new father and a husband. I needed a change. So I sought something completely different. I dove into a career in telecommunications, project management, to be specific. You can listen to a multitude of my previous episodes to hear more about that. I took a job that allowed me to work remotely. At the onset, going from being locked in a restaurant for 10 hours a day to essentially never having to leave the house provided me a lifestyle that was more novel than I could imagine. Leisurely mornings followed by long lunches, all while being able to throw a load of laundry in during the workday felt liberating. I would never go back to an in-office or restaurant work environment. Remote work was simply too amazing. And these freedoms were an easy justification to lean back on when I found myself taking a call after hours or shooting off a couple emails from the couch when I was just watching TV with my family. Justifications like, listen, this is just part of the freedom of remote work. I can work whenever I want, would frequently slip out of my mouth as I sat distractedly and half-presently with my kids. The years went by and distracted emails on the couch turned into late-night troubleshooting calls. My phone would ring at 2 a.m. when there was a tower outage and I'd be quick to bounce up from bed to sit on the line troubleshooting until 5 a.m. with the field teams. Again, when my family would ask why I was okay working all day and then again all night, I'd still use the same justification. It's all part of working from home. Remember how much freedom this gives us and our family? The paradigm had shifted irrevocably. I had gone from the workday being the workday as a restaurant manager to the workday being completely blurred and intertwined with non-work time as a remote project manager. There was no longer a delineation between working and non-working hours. Work came with me in my pocket everywhere I went. It was with me on my nightstand when I tried to sleep, and it was in the palm of my hand when I tried to eat some breakfast with my kids in the morning. I realized that my neurochemistry had shifted. I felt like I needed to always be on. This was only exacerbated by the career trajectory that ensued. Project manager to senior project manager, senior PM to program manager, program manager to director, 
Each step up the career ladder placed more teams working underneath my organization and thus more perceived urgency on me to be available whenever it was work time or leisure time. And as if this story doesn't already paint a picture of the trajectory away from leisure, then I learned about the hustle economy. I saw these social media stars and geek economy players winning on the internet all while living a life of apparent freedom. So I started hustling in the gig economy. Also, again, when my family asked, why are you always at work? The answer was similar. I have to keep a job to pay the bills, but if I chase these hustle economy opportunities down long enough, then we'll have total freedom in the lifestyle we want. You name it, I did it. I started a couple Airbnbs, worked at a local farmer's market, got certified as a health coach and started coaching clients. And somewhere in there, I did some freelance writing, affiliate marketing and content creation on top of it all. I was growing as a person and earning a respectable living, yes. I was chasing passions and helping people, yes. I was supporting my family financially, yes. I was trying new things and removing my fear of being a beginner, yes. But all of this perpetuated a cycle of feeling like I needed to be on at all times of the day, 365 days a year. So what was the fix? How do you undo 12 plus years of professional wiring that compels you to feel like you need to be completing some type of productive task all the time? It's a good question. If I ever find an answer to it, I'll do a follow-up. But for now, as I'm in the depths of the always-on framework I've created for myself, I'm simply going to share some thoughts. Who knows? Maybe you as the listener are going to listen to this and help me answer the question. Because sometimes I feel stuck. Are we productivity hacking or are we battering our leisure time? Somewhere along the road, productivity hacking became all the rage. Get online and look at any coach and they're going to try to sell you on how to manage your schedule, time block your calendar, speed read a book a week, limit email chatter, focus on deep work, and use stoic philosophy to better manage your reaction to the circumstances you don't control. I know this because I'm a coach and I'm guilty of purporting all of these paradigms. Just look at my social media feed. But sometimes I sit up at night and I wonder, is all of this productivity hacking also contributing to the death of our ability to be spontaneous and leisurely? If it's not a dedicated 30-minute time block in your calendar, does that mean you're not allowed to do it? What if sometimes I just want to take a drive or play a game or sit on a bench and stare at the grass? Is that not okay if it's not strategically built into my productivity hacked calendar? I'm not saying we need to eliminate productivity, and I'm certainly the first to admit that I need my calendar clearly built each week to get it all done. But I'm beginning to think that maybe, just maybe, this arguably neurotic drive to adhere to a perfectly time-blocked calendar is pulling me away from my ability to be the fun-loving and spontaneous guy I think I once was. But what's the middle ground? Like many overwhelmed 30 or 40-something-year-olds, I'm too busy. My average workday starts at 6 a.m., approximately 15 minutes after my alarm goes off, and usually finishes around 10 p.m. It isn't a conventional eight-hour workday. I have it built out so that I work in two to four-hour blocks while breaking it up to get the kids ready and off to school, getting a workout in, picking the kids up, getting them off to their various activities, preparing a meal or two for us to eat in the middle of all of that. So it's arguable that saying workday really could be juxtaposed with the phrase, my non-negotiable responsibilities begin at 6 a.m. and end at 10 p.m. How does leisure fit into this? I suppose I could stop and watch some TV at 10 p.m. when I wrap up, but of course that would come at the expense of the precious hours of sleep, which I absolutely need to be able to function at the level required of me each day. Is there a middle ground here? Or is this just the plight of a working person entering their midlife with a couple kids who are roughly halfway through their childhood? Can we make leisure more attractive? All this productivity hacking has rewired me. I don't see leisure and think, oh, that looks nice. I see leisure and think, but what about all of the things I wouldn't be getting done if I did this? 
This mentality should not be normalized. We've normalized it, but I must reiterate, it's not normal. How do you shift that paradigm? Sometimes I just look to my kids for guidance on this. If they're not at school or one of their extracurricular activities, they have an amazing ability to just be. They can sit and play with a toy or spontaneously grab their easel and paint and simply paint a picture just for the fun of it. The other day, my daughter brought a deck of cards out and asked me to play a game with her. I was too busy being productive and I told her I would set aside some time to play with her later because heaven forbid I just act in the moment. It's got to be scheduled in that time-blocked calendar, right? Don't forget productivity hacking. I observed her for the following hour, occupying herself while patiently waiting for me to play the game and it dawned on me. She didn't care about anything at all in those moments except playing a game with me, her dad. She didn't want to play to win. She didn't want to play to get better. She didn't want to play because of some competitive need. She just wanted to play for the sake of playing a game leisurely with her busy dad. To her, the spontaneity of leisure is the priority. It is the productivity hack she needed in that moment. She makes leisure attractive by accepting it for what it is. Fun for the pure fun of it. It's going to be all right. I didn't get here quickly. It was a process. And I'm not going to rewire myself to be okay not being productive quickly either. It'll take time and a fair amount of introspection to reassess why I am the way I am and if I am okay staying that way. I didn't say I was going to say all of these words to offer a solution. This is more just a statement of what is. The reality of how I perceive my world, and I fear many of you might also. Productivity hacking is a means to an end. It's a tactic to survive in a relentless world. But do you want to just survive in your world? I don't. I want to shape it. I want to create it. And most importantly, I want to take a tremendous amount of joy in it. So maybe this weekend, I'm going to put productivity hacking aside. And I'm just going to go be spontaneous for a little bit. You should consider doing the same. Maybe it'll do you some good. Thanks for listening. I always appreciate you taking the time to invest in this content. It means the world to me. If you got any value out of this, or you feel like you know somebody who might benefit from listening to it, I ask you courteously to share it. It's the only way that this podcast can grow, is if you, my listeners and audience, help me grow. Thanks again, and I'm going to see you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what we talked about here today, please make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a review, and most importantly, share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy listening. Thanks again.